presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogu Munavalan. It's Thursday. Today's show, we got a bit of a preview of the Senate electoral map. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. 12 weeks before the midterm elections and Republicans' hopes of retaking the Senate rest on a slate of Donald Trump's handpicked nominees. And across the board, they appear to be struggling. In Pennsylvania, a ferocious Democratic campaign to paint Mehmet Oz as an out-of-touch carpetbagger has left him trailing in multiple polls. Herschel Walker may be a Georgia Bulldogs legend, but key voters appear to be doubting him after a series of gaffes and abuse allegations. The backing of Silicon Valley titan Peter Thiel hasn't been enough to sell Blake Masters' sharp-edged conservatism to Arizona voters. And in an eyebrow-raising new survey, the respected Marquette University Law School poll finds incumbent Senator Ron Johnson trailing his Democratic opponent Mandela Barnes by seven points. Yeah, it's still early, and yes, Democrats have been on a bit of a winning streak lately. And yes, plenty is going to change before November 8th. But with only one competitive state, New Hampshire, yet to select its Senate nominee, the picture is clear. Democrats across the country are finding ways to run ahead, sometimes well ahead, of Joe Biden's approval ratings. Candidates like Barnes, John Fetterman, Raphael Warnock, Mark Kelly, and others are being buoyed by an improving political environment for Democrats. Since May, Democrats have held a consistent generic ballot advantage in the Politico Morning Council poll with our latest survey pegging a four-point lead. It's worth noting that by historical standards, that might not be enough of an advantage for Democrats to keep the House, but it could be enough of a tailwind to propel at least some Democratic Senate candidates to victory against flawed competition. The key unanswered question GOP strategists are pondering right now. Is this year more like 2012, when the party lost at least two winnable seats thanks to extremist candidates Todd Akin and Richard Murdoch, or 2014? when it rode moderate nominees Cory Gardner and Joni Ernst to the majority. No one has been more focused on that question than Mitch McConnell, who told Politico colleague Burgess Everett back in February that, quote, the only thing I care about is electability. But with the field now almost set, Trump's heavy hand has undoubtedly complicated matters for McConnell and his deep-pocketed allies. As Republican pollster Whit Ayers told the Washington Post, quote, having amateur candidates who've never run for office before carrying the banner for the Republican Party in critical Senate races is a risky maneuver. The list is quite lengthy of Senate seats lost by weak Republican candidates, even in good Republican years. Trump has largely had free reign during primary season. The NRSC, which has put its thumb on the scale for favored nominees in the past, did not do so this cycle, to the chagrin of many Republicans. Chairman Rick Scott adopted a stay-out-of-it approach, with his defenders arguing that primary meddling wastes time and money and backfires as often as it works. An NRSC aide told Politico last night the criticism is, quote, mostly driven by people that just don't like Rick Scott and expressed comfort with the candidates that voters and Trump have picked. The Trump factor also contributed to Republicans' recruitment woes, with three popular GOP governors telling McConnell and Scott, thanks but no thanks. Arizona's Doug Ducey and Maryland's Larry Hogan passed, as did New Hampshire's Chris Sununu. Instead, according to a new St. Anselm College poll, Granite State Republicans appear poised to nominate Doug Bulldog. According to the examiner's David M. Drucker, quote, the GOP candidate whom Republicans believe is the weakest of the bunch. For his part, Scott said in a Florida radio interview that, quote, as long as we raise our money, we will win in November. Notable caveat, days after the NRSC rejiggered more than $13 million of ad spending. Republicans are playing down the rough public polling, pointing to the traditional ebb and flow of an election year. 
Meanwhile, the NRSC and Super PACs, led by the Senate Leadership Fund, are preparing to unleash hundreds of millions of dollars of ad spending, driving a simple message. The Democrats have used their power to make Americans' lives worse. And you remember that Wisconsin poll I mentioned earlier six years ago? The same Marquette Law poll had Johnson 11 points behind Russ Feingold in early August. After three of the most tumultuous months in modern American political history, Johnson won by just over three points. Here's what's up in Washington today. Light schedule in Washington today. The president has nothing on his public schedule. The vice president has nothing on her public schedule. The House and the Senate are out today. One bit of news, don't expect the Fed to pull back on its significant interest rate hikes anytime soon. Newly released minutes show the central bank expects to continue on its current path until inflation tempers in a big way. All right, for more news, what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Facebook is taking action to keep its platform safe. In the last six years, Facebook spent over $16 billion, enough to build seven pro stadiums, all to help create safer connections. Learn more about the work ahead at facebook.com forward slash action.